0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study. Won't you join us as we worship? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King of all kings. Who shakes the whole i See you. To do just what you say though the storms may come and the winds may blow remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak a word it will come to pass great is your faithfulness to faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting, say, I will praise your name. Great is your faith. may pass away your word remains the same yeah your history can prove there's nothing you can do you faithful and true though the storms may come and the winds may blow i remain steady
1: Good evening. Listen, we in church. No laughing. Some people, they just—I mean—you always correcting them. It's a place of serious business. Now, truth be told, um, <clears throat> I've had more fun since I've been in church for real than I did in that world. When I was having fun, I, they always had to—it was always something I had to cover up or. Or couldn't remember or, or get out of and, <laughs> it. Huh? All right. So, y'all know me. I got a proper two. So, hopefully, I can do it without breaking something. Okay. All right. Y'all be good right there. Okay. Something bad going on. Let's pray about that. Dear Father, we come before you tonight, Lord God, just to give you praise, to honor you and adore you, Lord God. And uh, Father God, we hear the signs on the outside, Lord God. We just ask for that everything is okay, Lord, that people be okay, Lord God. Let your uh, minister angels descend, Lord God, and and uh, be around that scene, whatever it may be, Lord. And we just uh, thank you for that, Lord God. We just come together tonight, uh, corporately as believers, um, to learn more about you through your word, Lord. Father God, your, your word is a, is a light into our, our path and the lamp upon our feet, oh God. And we just give you praise tonight um, in all things, Lord. Uh, Father God, no matter what the situation or the circumstance, we adore you and we lift you up, God. And Father God, we just ask you to bless each and every one in their home that's represented here, Lord God. Bless those who couldn't come and those who chose not to come, God. We still love you and thank you, Lord God, for just open doors and opportunities that lie before us. And again, God, just help us, Lord, immerse ourselves in your word. Um, we ask you to protect and guide the pastor wherever he may be tonight, Lord God. And again, God, we just honor you and all that you've done, you're doing and going to do. In your son's name we pray, amen. 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 Mike, can you cut that radio down in the office? All right, so um, last week I was here. And um, I guess I didn't do too bad the pastor asked me to come back. I mean, I mean it, yeah, that's a good sign, I think. Okay. Um, so last night, uh, I mean, excuse me, last week I talked about um, upgrade, right? And um, let me back up. I have a tendency to go too fast. Is there anything that you guys like to share? Um, any prayer requests? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. All right, it's a good deal. All right, so Judy is the mom's name, okay. <clears throat> All right, anybody else? And I remember these at the end guys, y'all don't mind. Anybody else? All right, okay. So last week I I talked about um, how we need to upgrade, right, and and basically not settle for just being here, right, and just um, having a higher expectation of ourself and our spiritual life. And so this week I'm just going to expand on that, uh, and specifically tonight I want to talk about upgrading our prayer life, okay, upgrading our prayer life. Um, Alright, so I'm going to be going through some scriptures, and uh, I'm just going to talk about a few areas um in the next 45 minutes or so, and again, we'll be talking about how to upgrade our prayer life. You know, and and last week we talked about upgrades, right, like we, we like to upgrade our hotel room we like to upgrade our vacation plans um we like to upgrade our phones you know we like to uh upgrade just all kind of things right particularly um when they give us an upgrade at no additional charge huh? all that's, right that's that's kind of the best kinds right so listen and we talked about we like to upgrade adam when other people pay for them. right so god jesus already paid the price so let's live this thing to the fullest. Good gracious, I get excited thinking about it. Huh? I mean, he already, he already done all the hard work, right? He said, uh, <clears throat> my burden is light. My yoke is easy. Guys, he said, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden. Huh? That's us. He, he's done all the work, Right? So remember I talked about, you know, um, when you choose to go to the mall, you can go to the second story. You can go to the second level. And You normally got a choice. You can walk up them stairs. You can take the elevator escalator. What do most of us do? Take the escalator, right? And that's, what, that's the way. It ain't that God don't want you lifted. He just wants to be the one to get credit for your lifting. Okay, the Bible says, uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So what? That he may what? Exalt you in due time. So that tells me that God don't have a problem with me being exalted as long as he done exalted. Mm-hmm. Remember I talked about last week about, you know, I, I hear preachers, good intentions, I get it. I get it. And I'm and I'm with it actually. They they they, they speak against the poverty, the 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 prosperity gospel, right? And again, that, that's not that's not what the, the gospel is all about, right? But listen, we if if we're gonna talk against the Prosperity gospel, we got to speak against the poverty spirit. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Listen, so on the first of every month, uh, I partner with with a ministry, Last Call Ministries, we go down to Longwood and we do a food outreach, right? So the ministry, you know, pays for anybody who come up. Food is free of charge. It ain't, it ain't, I mean, that's some good. It ain't like a thing of ramen noodles. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's a nice little meal, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and listen, you'll see people come up and they'll get a plate. It's all good. You'll see some people get two plates. It's all good. You see some people get four or five plates. Now, here's my thing, guys. Y'all listen to me real carefully and don't twist my words. It's okay. For you to take a handout, okay? But if that's your lifestyle, and more importantly, if you're satisfied with that lifestyle, something wrong, guys. I remember when I when I came back here um, uh, from Texas, I was unemployed, and I was getting an unemployment check in from the state of North Carolina. I didn't like that. I felt like I wasn't earning my keep. Y'all understand what I'm saying? All right. Guys, this is going to be good not some. I just had to say that. All right. So listen, I'm I'm just going to talk about a few areas about upgrading our prayer life. And um, I want to talk about first about um, the importance of prayer. And I want to go to... uh, Luke eleven and one. Luke eleven and one. Luke eleven and one. Why well, you guys are finding that? Um, you know, last week I talked about how, you know, in in many areas of life we don't settle, right? So, how many used to watch? The TV on a black and white tube, right? Do you do that anymore? Could if you, could you if you wanted to? You choose not to, right? Y'all, I bet everyone in this in this um, listening uh, online here live at the service. I bet nearly everyone in here has a flat screen. Oh, Okay, okay. So and, and I bet right before you got the flat screen. You had a color TV, but it had the fat butt to it.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and I bet that TV was working fine. You called around, okay? Now you, you called around. You asked, "Do you know anybody who could use a 24-inch TV to weigh 700 pounds?" <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right? Right? Y'all, y'all called around. You couldn't find Adam. You couldn't find anybody. You know what? We, you know what we did. Went to the landfill, put it over there, working fine because we was upgrading to the flat screen. You were tired of settling. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Listen, uh, <clears throat> we could, if we wanted to today, I was looking. I got a lot of old things in my office, right? And Sandra says a fire hazard, but it's not really. I think I'm two items less than being a fire hazard, just two items. Though. <laughs> I think I got two more items and there would be a fire hazard, but I'm, I'm too short, too short. And I looked in, and I got all kind of nooks and crannies in that thing. Was all kind of nooks and crannies. And I looked in there, and there was some old VHS tapes. Now, listen, if I really wanted to, to watch those VHS tapes, I'm sure I could go somewhere and find a VHS player. But we upgraded. Y'all with me? We upgraded. Right? Uh, I, had a, I had an old sermon on a, um, my mom's uh, eulogy. It was on a cassette tape. This is just eight years ago, <clears throat> and I, had, I hadn't played it. So I said, man, I'm just going go to Walmart, you know. Surely they have cassette players. Mm-hmm. Adam, it was one, and then it's about $30, <laughs> right? Why is that? Because we've upgraded, okay? So listen, what we're talking about tonight is upgrading. So Luke 11 and 1, listen now, listen now. It said, and it came to pass that as he, who was that? Jesus, now this is interactive. Y'all know how I do now. Who was that? Who was the he? Jesus, Jesus was praying where? In a certain place. Mm-hmm. And when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to what? Pray. Heal. Teach us to sing. Pray. Teach Pray. us to what? Pray. 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 Now listen, take this last part out. As John also taught his disciples, I always read that to say, as John taught his disciples, and I've always added what? To pray. That's not what it says. Now, I went and looked up some other uh, translations, and one translation does say, um, one English translation does say, as John taught his disciples to say, but the word doesn't specifically say that. I'll get back to that in a minute. So I want to dive into the, to this, uh, to Luke 11 and 1, real quick, and just pull a few things out of it. Uh, what do we notice here? This is the only place in the New Testament where we see the disciples asking Jesus to teach them to do something. So out of all the things, Adam, that they ask him to do, they ask him to teach them to what? Pray. Many times in the Bible when you see, when it says a woman or a man or a person, it kind of represents that everybody was in that situation. Okay? In this case, it says one of the disciples, right? That means that all of them had the conversation, but one of them represented the group. Mm-hmm. All right? It says um, that he was in a certain place, guys. That means that Jesus often went places that were set apart and no others were there. So we're talking about upgrading our prayer life. So we, we, we model and we get some things what Jesus did to upgrade our prayer life. So he got away, set apart. There wasn't a lot of music going on. There was just a place that wasn't... Distractions when he was trying to pray. It was a certain place. Guys, check this out. In your your house, you got a place where you cook, you got a a room where you go eat, you got a room where you lounge, Uh, you, you got a place where you bathe. We don't have a place usually designed in our home where we pray. It says, when he ceased, listen, I want y'all to imagine, y'all work with me, Jesus is up on this stage somewhere, we the disciples. And he's doing that thing that they want him to teach them to do. They're watching him. That thing was so important, they knew Ian not to mess with him while he did that thing. So they waited till he what? Ceased doing that thing. So it says, when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, and I notice here they didn't ask him. They said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples. What do you think John taught his disciples? And I'm just asking you a question. If he wasn't teaching to pray, what did you think John taught his disciples? What did John call to, what, what was John's calling Baptize, repent of your sins, right? So basically, John laid down with his disciples the pre-gospel track, right? So I'm not saying that, it, that it's not prayer. I'm just saying that John, what was John's purpose? John was to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah, right? So the disciples said, hey, they got together. Hey, John got with his guys and taught them about repentance and stuff. We with Jesus, guess what he got to teach us to do? Because listen, when he go do that thing, when he come out of there, things change. So we need to know how to do that thing so that when we pray, things change. huh? He says, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. <clears throat> so we find here that the disciples were interested in prayer. Okay? And guys, I want, I want to make sure we understand that... Um, We pull out of here, and I want you to find Matthew 6 and 6. That, again, Jesus prayed alone. Um, He wasn't interrupted. And he was known for doing that thing, okay? He was known for praying. And this is what uh, Jesus said also. He said, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door... Pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Again, guys, God don't have a problem with us getting rewards. He just wants to be the one rewarding us. God don't have a problem with us having things. He just don't like when the things have us. Mm-hmm. Guys, what, what am I talking about here tonight? I, I'm talking about that we just don't want to pray. We want to have effective prayer. My props. So look, my buddy Curtis, he upgraded his cell phone, so he gave, he gave me this cell phone. Guys, what is this? It's a what? Is It's a cell phone? You sure? I'm just asking. Yeah, it's a, it's a cell phone. But I forgot to tell you guys, it don't work. And it don't have a no network to too. Still a cell phone. This right here, guys, is what. These are not trick questions. Yeah, this cell phone charger cord, right? Oh, yeah. By the way, it's, it's broken. It don't work. Uh, what is this? Oh, yeah, it's broken. It don't work. Is what? Okay, it don't work. What is this? You know what that is? It's a badge, right? Get you in there like eight. It, it don't work either. Yeah. So, look, I tell you I keep a lot of things. I have two items. Later at the night, I'm three items because this is going to the garbage. Guys, y'all know what this is? It's an old computer. You know what? It's so old. I don't know how old it is, really. All right? And, and Sonda said, what's that little thing sticking on the side? I said, girl, that's so you can connect to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? Y'all have one. The only difference is y'all don't do not you alls away. So listen, even though I had this computer, I don't know what a charger is. Okay? It's dead. I, I, I don't know what's on it. Even if I had a charger, I probably couldn't get it to connect to the Internet. Why? Because I think at the time it may have been running like Windows NT or Windows Vista. But it's what? What is this? It's, it's, it's no good. Okay. What's, what's my point? I want you to imagine each one of these represents a Christian. At face value, that's what we are. You can't tell me this is not a laptop. Right? You all said it was, but I just told you I have no cord, no cord to it. I don't know how to get into it, and it probably won't work. You, you all said this was a cell phone, but what good is it if it don't work? Guys, what good is it for us being Christians if we aren't effective? I'm not saying that you're not one. I'm just asking, how good are you at it? On, you know, when to be around a young person and don't have a way to charge a cell phone when they get in the car with you, you would think you would you would think you would think the tribute like, you would think like there's no my there's no outlet. All right? Young person get a car, they don't wanna know what size engine in there, they don't wanna know the fuel economy. How many how many different outlets are there? Does it have Bluetooth? Alright. Don't know what that is. Okay. I brought a mask, but y'all I leave that alone. I leave that alone. Uh, Matthew 21 and 13. So why are you looking for that? Here's my point tonight. If prayer was something that we really believed in, we're really good at it, and we got more results from it, we do it more often. I'm going to say that again. If prayer was something that we really believed in, we do it more often. Guys, Listen. Our job when we pray is not to say that we prayed. We pray over food. We pray for How many times have you said, oh, I'm going to pray for you? Okay, what does that really mean? We do it as a religious act. But guys, listen, when we pray, we do it to get results. Not just to say we did it. He says My house should be called a house of prayer, not because the people go in there and pray. It's because when the people go in there and pray and come out, results follow them. Teach me to do that thing that you do because we know you for that thing. We should be so good at this thing that people call us continuously, not because of the way that it sounds, but because of what happens when we do it. And you mad right now because you got something to pray about. But God trying to give you a testimony. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and what? The word of our testimonies. Well, how are we gonna get a testimony without a test? Come on. I'm talking about upgrade. So I'm talking about tonight. Upgrade. So listen, guys, we <clears throat> I want you to go to Mark eleven. Um, verses twelve through fourteen Mark eleven, twelve through fourteen Mark eleven says on the morrow. When they were come from Bethany, he, who's that? Who's the he? Jesus. He was what? Hungry. Hungry. 13? It says, and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And he, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. Verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. So Jesus said, the purpose of a fig tree is to produce leaves. Is that what he said? No, the purpose of a fig tree is what? You said, but my time not ready. Listen, <laughs> when, when God show up, we need to be ready. Guys, how many more excuses are we going to tolerate for ourselves? We spend all kind of time in the morning getting ready for work to see people we don't like. (laughs) Ain't that crazy? Then when they take us off, we say, I don't care what they think, no way. Why did you get ready for them? You went out and got some Chanel number 17, (laughs) just so you could spray that around them. Okay, you you ain't got the knockoff brand still. (laughs) You ain't got some Chanel 16, whatever that is, right? So we do a lot of preparation. Okay? Jesus said, listen, if you're a fig tree, you need to put out, particularly when I show up. All right. All right. So, guys, I want you to go to... So, the first point um, that I mentioned here tonight, that that one, we have to understand that God has called us and expects us to know how to pray. And so, guys, next thing I want to talk about is that we need to pray with expectation. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Praying with expectation. Mark 11, 23 and 24. He says, For verily I say unto you that whatsoever ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith um, John 14 12 through 14 John 14 12 through 14 verily verily what did Jesus mean when he said when he put two verily back to back Yeah, yeah. Like, listen up for real. Okay? I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also for greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Listen, if you can't believe what he says, you're not going to be able to do what he says. If you can't believe what he says, you're not going to be able to do what he says. So the first thing that we do, and we see stuff like this, we we ask the question, how am I going to do it? That's where we mess up. Yeah. How is he going to do it through me? What is it that I need to get out my life out the way so that that can happen? What we say is, listen, God, you know what stuff I got going on in my life and how I don't meet up to that expectation, so I need you to give me a workaround. No, 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 no. What God's saying is, listen, you can do this, but some things you need to do to get here. Quit settling for sin in your life. Quit settling for not having high expectations. Quit settling for just praying and say that you prayed. We should be disappointed when what we pray doesn't come to pass. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. Romans 12, verses 11 and 12. Guys, why are you finding that, I want you to keep this in mind. There was, there was a time when uh, this church had got together because there was a drought in the, in, in the land. There was a drought in the land. And so the, the pastor had called. Um, the church to come together, and so they they came together to pray for rain. And now it, it hadn't rained in months, and the, Adam the crops were withering up, and and the people were suffering. Uh, uh, they were they were losing their money uh, because the the crops weren't producing. The animals were starving. Uh, so it was a time in the land, as my mom would say. It was a time in the land, and so the. the they called the church, the local church together to pray. Well, Miss Betsy showed up with an umbrella. And they asked her said, Miss Betsy, what in the world are you doing here with an her umbrella? There ain't no rain. She said, What are we here for? If we praying for rain, ain't nobody got an umbrella? You got to pray with some type of expectation that what you praying for gonna come to pass. How do I know that what what you're praying for you don't believe in? Because you haven't visualized in your mind that thing coming to pass. You haven't realized it and seen it as being so. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing, instant in prayer. Guys, you know what we do? When we don't get that prayer, we quit. I say, dang, man. Lord, just don't want to answer my request. Did he tell you he wasn't answering? So we got a, a, our youngest son. It's his birthday today. <clears throat> he's 24 years old today. So he's 24 today. Let me tell you. This is one of the most—I don't even know what the word is—resilient, um, aggravating, uh, consistent, persistent. When he decides he wants something, he just gonna keep coming back. He wants the kids, mommy, you, you, you gonna buy me that? Mommy, you gonna do that? You gonna do that, right? You gonna do that, right? Y'all, y'all know what it's like, right? You you know how like you have a child or grandchild, and you and you take them to the store, and they got all—you know how the store set you up with all the candy right there for you trying. You just trying to check out, and they got everything down there for little children. How many of you have done this or you seen other parents, right? That, that kid go get that toy, boom, boom, put on the. And the, and the mama said, put that back. Mm-hmm. So they put it back. Then they, then they bring it right back up there. Y'all you know what I'm talking about? Yep. What happens so many times, the parents like, go ahead and, right? So, so listen persistence overcomes resistance. Mm-hmm. You, I told you last week, we, we think because we have needs, God is supposed to answer them. He sees me. And I told you, God doesn't respond to your needs. If, we, if that was the case, we wouldn't have any needs. He responds to our response to our needs, right? Right? So God says, How much does this thing mean to you, Michael? You mean to tell me that I can tell you knowing you're gonna go away, but that means you really don't want it. God told Hezekiah he was gonna die. Why did Hezekiah say? Oh well, I guess I'm dead. He didn't settle for that, did he? What did he say? He said, Lord, no. He petitioned him and what God said, all right, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Right? <clears throat> so this is what God showed me one time. And y'all just worked with me. So it was this, it was like, um, y'all remember like uh, the Lucy show when she was in that pie factory? Yeah. Y'all know that famous one, right? So y'all kind of imagine that. So it was these things going into this big box. And I was putting things like on this assembly line. And it was going into this big box. Mike, I went on the other side, and there wasn't a lot of things coming out, whatever this widget thing that is, was being made by this box. So I, I inputted some things, went into this big box, and when it came out, it was incomplete, and, and, I, and I, I said, oh, Lord, what's going on? I said, the box represents the process in your prayer life. The reason you don't have much coming out and the reason it's not complete because you quit putting in. You gave up on what you were praying for. You allowed what you saw and how you felt to determine what I was going to do. You know God is independent of our feelings, right? Guys, you know what we got to do in the, in the middle of the storm? We got to keep praising him. We got to keep saying, Lord, you know what? I love you and you're worthy. There's none like you. I'm talking right after you stub your toe. Remember what Ian said? (laughs) When that sermon, he said we can't say certain words, right? When we hit that that nail on our finger, ah, hey, praise God. Huh? Even in them times. Mm -hmm. I want you to go to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings. Chapter eighteen and I think is I think we can start at forty two, right? I'm sorry. First Kings eighteen, forty-two. It says, So Ahab went up to Eden to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. 43. And he said to the servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Now what? Let me back up. What, what had just happened before this? Yeah. Remember there being a drought, right? Three and a half years, no rain. And then uh, Elijah and all his bows and it says, there's going to be rain. So now he's looking for the rain. He says, He says he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. How many times? Seven Seven times. Verse 44. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. he said, go up, say unto thy hand, prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. What if Elijah had to quit praying after the third time? Maybe we need to stop every occasion when we want to blame God and first check ourselves. Daniel, one of the most faithful men in the Bible, had prayed, and the Bible says that his prayer was held up, what, 21 days. What if he had to just... Stop praying. Guys, listen, there's power in your prayer. You just got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. We like things to be instant. I remember when the... Um, <laughs> years and years ago when microwaves were really getting popular, and that's the when they had to dial in the with the timer. Y'all know what I'm talking about? y'all. Okay. And, um, <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. In, uh, thank you. Thank you, somebody. Thank you. Somebody remembers, and uh, so we had got mom uh, um, a microwave, and and she used to put peanuts in that thing, and she loved making parched peanuts in the microwave. Now, now listen, don't go home and do that, cause if you mess up, boy, what a stink out there! Ooh. Like great goodness, <laughs> great. But she wanted, to, she didn't want to wait and put them in the oven and roast them and turn them, Look, cause in that microwave you could just have them in a few minutes, okay. Guys, in our lifestyle like that, we just want things done, done right now, okay? Listen, we got to keep praying. You, you haven't heard from God about it, keep praying about it, keep praying about it, keep praying about it. Does it line up with his word? Keep praying about it. God said, how much does it mean to you? What you willing to do about what you asking me for? What you going to do to help me? Guys, have y'all not realized that this prayer life is a partnership? There's a part that we play, and there's a part that God plays, and He can't play our part, and we can't play His part, huh? We work together to accomplish His will. I'm not going to take it that, but just remember this: remember when uh, when Samuel had rebuked Saul. Y'all work with me now. He had rebuked Saul because Saul would not destroy all them sheep. Remember, Samuel he said, "What's that sound? Sound like some sheep in the background." Samuel said, well, you know what happened was, (laughs) the the men of mine, so he he didn't, and so Samuel went to him. Now, Samuel um, really liked Saul, and he was disappointed that when Saul sinned, that he was no longer king. Guys, if you go back and look in that word, God came to Samuel. He said, Samuel, how much longer will you mourn for Saul? What was he saying, guys? He was saying, Listen, I have a king waiting, but I can't do it till you get your life together. I have chosen you to accomplish that which I want to do on the earth. I'm waiting for you to quit mourning. He, he could well, have he said, Hey, listen, Sammy, that's how you feel? Rufus! He could, he could have sent somebody else. He could have sent somebody else. He said, No, no, no. Saul, so he said, Sammy, I have chosen you for the task of knowing the kings. You are the prophet. You are my man. So get over yourself and go find the next one I have, have waited. Guys, we can't avoid that role. And prayer is how we help accomplish that will on the earth. Okay? Guys, dog, run out of time. It's okay. All right. I want you to go to John. Chapter four, verses forty three through fifty four. John four, John four, verses forty three. Let's go down to, um, we'll go down to 46. Let's go to 46. Forty six says, so Jesus came again into Canaan, where he made the water and the wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. And Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders ye will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went on his way. The man had a son who was sick, He went to Jesus because he knew that Jesus, if he said it, it was going to come to pass. He didn't see his son being healed, but he believed in his heart that it was so. Guys, listen, I'm working with you. I'm going through some of the same things, but I'm telling y'all, it's our belief system. It's these strongholds in our mind because, listen, here's, here's the problem with the way our mind works. Our mind has a tendency to, to rely on bad experiences as a basis for what it's going to do. You went to one Chinese restaurant, and the food was awful, so now you hate all Chinese food. You had one bad experience at some retailer, and now you're talking about how you don't even like that retailer. And you're in a whole different town, you're in a whole different city, you're in a whole different state, but you don't, you don't shop at Coles. I, shop. I get that. <laughs> right? Guys, we can't, we can't allow our experience to become greater than God's word. So we we, we plan a family vacation as a church. And we decide that uh, we're going to all go down uh, to Orlando, and we're going to go, what's down there? Um, Disney, we're going to do the whole package, right? Universals, SeaWorld, right? How many of us, with the trip two mere weeks away, We'd we'll be silent about it. I mean, listen, listen. Everybody got cash. I mean, we good. I like got pockets full, y'all. This is, you know, y'all work with me. This is mine. Work with me. So, cash is not a cash. I know y'all like. Wait a minute. Carry the one, minus the seven. Then you gotta add that. And then, no, 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 no. Just, all, Just work with me. Like, don't think about your own personal finance. Work with me. So, cash is not. A, uh, vehicles us getting there, you're like, well, my car got $157,000. Why you add that 3000 No, no, this, this is all just mine, so just work with me. So vehicle not a problem, food not a problem. How many of us will remain silent? So why is it that we don't tell people what we expect to happen in our prayer life? If we really believe... Then you wonder why it don't come to pass. You want, we want God to act in spite of our non-belief. The Bible said Jesus could do little miracles there because of their unbelief. But we want God to, to make great miracles happen in our life without us believing in what we're asking for. So guys, uh, Go to James and I'm finished this up. So we're talking about praying with expectation and keeping on praying. Go to James 4, 2 and 3. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. Say so you lust and have not ye kill and desire to have and cannot attain, ye fight and war and ye, yet ye have not because what? Ye ask not. Mm-hmm. Ye ask and not receive because ye ask amiss that it may consume it upon your lust. So we have not because we ask not. You know what some of us interpret that to say? We have not because God give not. Guys, we, we, we should have a journal Put all our prayers in it as documentation, as reminders of what we petition the Lord for and he may come to pass. What good is a used car seller if he can't sell cars? Got on a nice suit, huh? bling bling, but he can't sell cars. How long would a dealership keep him? Not long. Listen, again, now, I'm not challenging anybody's salvation. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that you're not saved. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, how effective are you? It's not about what we look like on the outside. It's about what we believe on the inside. Okay? Alright. I'm going to finish up with this. I want you to go to... 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 4 through 6. And why y'all looking for that, <clears throat> um, y'all remember when Jesus was, was in the desert, right, and he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights? And the devil came to tempt him. I want y'all to understand something. The devil does not fear the word of God. Let, let that go past your flesh now. Your flesh, like, what are you talking about? Right? Then somebody said, you, they like, mm-hmm. He does not fear the word of God. He fears the application and the practice of the word of God. Check this out. And you can go back in and read this. Y'all just hold me right here. So it's found in Luke 4, right? <clears throat> when Jesus is being tempted. This is what the devil says to Jesus. He says, for he shall give. This is when the devil trying to tempt Jesus, right? The devil quotes Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. Did y'all hear what I just said? I just said the devil... Our enemy pulled out his Bible and he went to Psalm 91, flipped through the pages of his Bible, full of God's word in it, and his hands didn't go up in flames. And this is what he said. He said, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. To keep thee in all thy ways, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. He quoted God's word. Why would he quote something he was afraid of? I want y'all to understand something. The enemy is not afraid that we gather here tonight, but he is desperately cautious and apprehensive that we might apply what we heard tonight. How are we going to upgrade our prayer life? Guys, everything starts with your mindset. Your mindset is a doorway and a gate in the spiritual realm. In your house, you you have a faucet. There's probably 70 30 to 70 pounds of pressure behind that, that water. It's no good to you until you do what? You turn, the, you turn it on. So you can, you, you can talk about how great the water is and all the things it can do for you, but if it's not flowing... Everything starts with your mindset. Look what the word says. It says, for the weapons, so we do have weapons. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. What is the stronghold? A stronghold is a storage place. Listen now, the stronghold itself, a stronghold itself is neither good nor bad by itself. So a stronghold is a place where weapons are kept, and it's a place where spirits re- reside. In the stronghold, in in biblical times, a stronghold was normally built on a cliff so that any intruder could be easily picked off. So one of our biggest problems is not people. It's not the past. It's how we see things. It's what we believe is going to happen in life. Strongholds are developed based upon what we think, what we've experienced, and what other people have told us. Some things come through familiar spirits that, we, that create strongholds in our mind. That we don't, we're not going to do certain things. Why you don't do certain things? Well, because of what happened to me 20 years ago. Were well, you not that person. Strongholds. He said you got to, but guess what? He said you got to pull what? Them down. Why? So what God has you can actually reach you. i told tell you about the story of the, uh, of the man who, they, they, they called for a, a, a hurricane. And a great flood came. And, and, the, and the police drove to the man's house and said, look, you got to get out of here. He said, man, I'm good. God going to save me. Right? So then the, the waters rose, the man had to go to the second floor. Adam? Then they came, the fire department came by in the boat. He said, hey, <laughs> you got to get out here. And I said, God got me. Then the waters came. He had to go up on the roof. They, they came with the helicopter. Looked down at the man. said, hey, buddy, you need to come on. You need to grab this rope so you can get out of the house. He said, no, the Lord going to save me. Next day in heaven, <clears throat> <laughs> man came for God. And he said, God, he said, man, I believe on you, man. He said, what happened? He said, You didn't save me. God said, look, man, I, I sent the fire department, <laughs> the police department, and I sent a helicopter. You didn't respond to all three. Why? Because he we want God to come to us in a certain way. Guys, y'all know somebody who wants your help, but then you give them help They say they don't want that kind of help. Yeah, you try, you say, oh, they say, man. Man, I'm so hungry. He's like, I think I got a pack of sardines. I don't eat sardines. Well, you're not hungry. (laughs) I want help to remain just as I am. And if you're not going to help me that way, I don't count what you're giving me as help. It's a stronghold. It's It's a systematic way of thinking that prevents God's word from penetrating into our hearts and making change in our lives. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. What? Every thought to what? The obedience of who? Christ. You got things casting themselves against who God is, telling you what God can and cannot do, what he will and will not do. And it's apart from God's word. Verse 6. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So, God, we just got to do what he say do. I'm talking about upgrading our, our prayer life. Listen, it starts with how we think. Listen, there was, there was a tattoo artist and, and a guy went into a shop and a guy was having on his arm. It says... Uh, I am a loser. The man said, "What in the world are he gonna put I am a loser on his arm for?" It? The dude said, "Before tattoo on arm, tattoo in mind." Guys, you have a tendency to become what you think you are. I was telling Sunday school class, my, my my buddy told me, and this thing been marinating with me. You know, the Bible says that every outer word we speak will be judged, right? And he looked at that word idle. And, and you know, I had another thought about what God meant about that. What is idle? Idle means not doing anything. It means standing still. It means another definition is unemployed. Idle mind is what? Devil's workshop. Huh? (laughs) Huh? So he said, listen, what we got to do is we got to give our words some work. We got to go send our words to go complete a job. I speak life over my children. I speak life into my household. I speak life into my marriage. I speak life in this church. Go to work, words. When I pray, I send my words to go to work. I send my words to heaven because I believe, like the Bible says in Romans, that they are sweet incense to God. I imagine that my prayers in my mind in my prayer life that my that my prayers are sweet incense to God, and they are rising to His presence, and they are sweet smelling in His nostrils. I see that. I re- I believe that because the Word says it, and I believe because I believe it. God's gonna respond in kind. Run out of time have some more stuff. We'll talk about that next time. All right. Guys, listen. We're talking about upgrading, baby. We're talking about upgrading. Because we can have better than what we got. You got to believe that. Jesus told them Pharisees and the Sadducees because they were sad, you see.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> he told them, he said, if you devils Give good gifts to your children. What will my Father in Heaven give to His children? Mm -hmm. Guys, do y'all believe that though? Like, do you wake up every day expecting good gifts? I can tell you I do. It starts with your mindset. Mm -hmm. It starts with how you see yourself. Quit telling me what you've done. Start telling me who you are. Y'all want to change war stories for real? I don't want to do that. But we can do that. I don't want to do that. I want to talk about my future. I want to talk about what God's going to do. Guys, you got to believe that your future is greater than your past. You just got to believe that. Quit, quit allowing yourself to be... Huh? The Bible says in Hebrews, it says, lay aside every what? Every weight. It didn't say every sin. The truth can... Can handle you just as a lie can. Because there's a lot of truths about you that God has forgiven you of. They still true. You still did it. They still got your sign with the, the height thing in the background. <laughs> That's still true, but you've been forgiven. Why are you going there? That's in the past. That was '83. Like Why, why are we still talking about that? Listen, what, what, why don't we talk about... Listen, I want y'all to just listen to people every day. Listen to yourself. Ask yourself, how often do you talk about your future? And I mean the great things in it. We can't wake up every day tomorrow, seriously? When you get up! <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was in the hospital one time for two weeks. I'm wrapping up. I was in the hospital for two weeks. And my bed was right beside the window. Now I was 12 years old, and I remember looking outside, and I saw the, the trees going back and forth, but I couldn't feel the wind. And it was just something about that, that I couldn't wait to get outside and just feel that wind. Guys, don't let the devil take your imagination. You know, one of the things that separate us from nearly every other creature on the earth is that we can imagine. One day a man said, hmm, I think I can get in the air and go from here to there, create an airplane. One one time in eternity past, God said, I'm going to create man, but he's going to sin, so I'm going to go ahead and slay the lamb. He was planning for the future. guys. y'all got to see it. When we collectively as a body start believing that way, good God, Almighty, huh? How do y'all think let what's in heaven happen on earth? How do you think that happened without you? (laughs) Amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Dear Father, we thank you tonight for tonight's lesson, Lord God. Uh, Father God, we receive your word tonight. Father, we, we let it marinate in our hearts, Lord God. We, we receive it, Lord God. And Father God, we just thank you tonight for Mr. Terry, Lord. We, we believe by faith, Lord God, that you will make him whole, Father. Father, we believe that you can do it, Lord God. We doubt not, Lord God. Anything that's coming between us and our prayer life and you, Lord, reveal it to us, Father. We don't just want to pray to say that we pray, Lord. We want to pray so that we can have results. We want to upgrade in our prayer life, Lord. And Father God, we uplift uh, Judy and Mr. Bill, Lord God. We just ask you to, to, uh, to bless Judy and her recovery, Lord God. We pray for your safe return. And Father God, we just honor you tonight and exalt you, Lord God. And we bless your name, Father. We come to you by prayer, Lord, knowing that they are important to you and that they mean something to you, God. And we come to you on that basis that we have been chosen for a time such as this. And Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory tonight in the church.